Everybody say the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to be talking about that for a few weeks. May, may even finish the year out with this subject. Uh, we will see how uh, the, Lord, the Lord goes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Everybody say spiritual gifts. Tell your neighbor they're spiritual. Tell them they're not carnal. They don't operate in the flesh. They operate in the spirit. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols even as you were led. Why I give you, why I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Are you glad you have the Holy Ghost? Amen. If you are not a tongue talker, you need to get in this word and study the word of God and find out what it means to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. In fact, we got great news. I guess the youngins are out somewhere, maybe. I've been in the back. Little Kaylee Cooper. Did I say her name right? Huh? Oh, Kaylee's the, the, I finally learned one of your children's name. Can I just use Kaylee for all your kids? No. So Abby, it's Abby. Little Abby received the Holy Ghost at prayer conference in the children's thing. We're going to be baptizing her in Jesus' name. All right. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, uh, but it is the same God which works uh, all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with. For to one given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, another prophecies and discerning of spirits and divers kinds of tongues, another interpretation of those tongues. But all these, uh, all these works that one and the self, same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he Will And so tonight we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, but in particular, we're going to talk about that the gifts are indeed spiritual. Father, we pray that you speak to our hearts and our minds tonight as we begin to enter in to this incredible uh, area of the Word of God. Lord, this, these gifts of the Spirit that you have given to the church, that you have placed upon man, God, we are so thankful. And Lord, we, as your word says, we don't want to fall short in any of these gifts. Lord, I believe that you want them all to operate in decency and order in the church, that they have a purpose, Lord, uh, to not only minister and edify the body, but they have a, a purpose in reaching the lost. And so we pray, God, help us, mature us. Let us lead the foundations of repentance and baptisms, and let us make our way, God, off of milk of the word and get into the meat of the word. I ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Lord. Lord, bring revelation. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And so the word of the Lord tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 1, now concerning spiritual gifts. Everybody say spiritual gifts. 
He says, brother, I would not have you ignorant. And so God speaking through Paul, the apostle, is letting you and me know that he wants us to learn and understand and operate in the gifts of the spirit. We've heard many teachings in this area through the years, and uh, we are thankful for our leaders and our teachers. Uh, the, uh, the leader of the organization of the United Pentecostal Church, uh, Brother Bernard, uh, has been uh, such uh, an inspiration to ministry of this organization, and God has used him to, I believe, bring the United Pentecostal Church deeper into the Word of God. Our bishop, Bishop Bernard, is a word man. He's written uh, somewhere around 40 books on every subject that you can think of. He is known throughout the world as a theologian, and uh, he has, because of him, the United Pentecostal Church is invited now to many of these uh, theological seminars, etc., synopsis, and uh, what do they call that, apologetic uh, seminars of the Word of God. And uh, so we want to, as a church, uh, to go where God would have us to go. And But I'm so thankful the way the Lord approaches this, the way Paul the Apostle teaches it, is that he talks about it, but he, he makes it known that all the gifts of the Spirit or subject to the prophet, and makes it known that they are to be done in decency and order. There is a way, there is a decency, there is an order, so that the name of Jesus Christ is glorified. Many times the gifts of the Spirit are misused, or they are used carnally, they are used in the flesh, they are used in manipulation, etc., and they can bring uh, confusion if they are not done properly and in order. Thank God he shows us in his word the right way to do it. But we don't want to run from them. We don't want to be scared of them just because a potential misuse may be there. We want to learn the word of God. We want to learn how they operate in God's word. And we want to become spiritual. Everybody say spiritual. I'm just going to be straightforward. The reason why we are not used more in the gifts is because we are carnal. Tell your neighbor, you are carnal. Look at him say, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. About the only spiritual thing about me and you is God's in us. Outside, outside of his mercy and his grace and his goodness, the majority of us live most of our day in the realm of carnality. Can I have an affirmation from you? Amen. We love this old flesh, don't we? We love to entertain it. We love to feed it. We love to take it places and do things. We love to make it laugh and have a good time. I want to tell you, God created a very unique being when he created us. There's nothing like you and me in the universe. Even the angels look down upon us and cannot comprehend uh, uh, how God created us. Satan, though, uh, takes advantage of that and works through our flesh. Uh, to tempt us in many ways through the weakness that are in us. And so I launched tonight, I start out tonight saying to me and you, 
That if we are going to be a church that is going to work and operate in the spirit, in the gifts of the spirit, as Paul calls it, spiritual gifts, then we are going to have to become more spiritual. It's just the way it is. We're going to have to learn as a church. You're going to have to quit griping when pastor calls us on a fast. And you're going to have to do what he calls us to do. Because God's trying to bring our flesh under control. Can you say amen? You know, this year, every the first three days of uh, this year, uh, we, uh, we fast the, the, on the first week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of every week of the month. We fast on Thursdays except for the first week. And uh, on those first three days, how many of y'all pastors sent it out and put it in the email, put it in a text? How many of y'all knew we were fasting the Monday, Tuesday, this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? How many of y'all actually did something? Well, thank you. Thank you. No wonder uh, I feel such a, a beautiful move of the Holy Ghost uh, in, in our services. And so it's going to take more fasting. It's going to take more reading of the Word of God. Uh, it is going to take more praying in the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, you need to pray in tongues more often. I'm barely scratching the surface on this. We'll go into it deeper later. But if we're going to operate in the Spirit, we're going to have to learn how to pray in the Spirit. You're going to have to get on your knees and stay in prayer until your language comes forth. And you're going to have to pray in that language. Why? Because the Bible says it builds up our faith. That's why. And we pray things that we don't even know. And it begins to utter in the Spirit. And we begin to commune with God and the Holy Ghost. And our, the Spirit that's in us begins to grow and becomes more powerful. And we become more sensitive to the gifts of the Spirit. The more the more you pray in the Spirit, the more you walk in the Spirit. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more the Spirit's able to communicate with you. And I'm here to tell you, if you'll begin to pray in the Spirit more, it's going to start blowing your mind. You're going to be standing next to somebody in a, in a grocery store aisle, and the Holy Ghost is going to speak to you and reveal something through the word of knowledge about that person. And you're going to begin to, you're going to be able to turn to them and say, God, you just showed me that you have a cancer in your liver or God just showed me that you got such and such situation and they're just going to break down and they're going to begin to cry because they're going to know only God could have done that. <laughs> but if you try to do that in the flesh, you're just going to mess up. If we don't get in the spirit, because that's where the gifts operate, they do not operate in your flesh. They don't operate in your mind. The, the operations of the gifts of the spirit go beyond carnal thinking. And so we have got, you and I, we have got to get to the place where we begin to pray more in the Spirit that we can begin to communicate with God and His Spirit can communicate with us. And what's going to happen, the more you pray in the Spirit, the more you're going to walk in the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit are going to begin be able to operate in you no matter where you're at. Not just right here in this building, but no matter where you go, you're going to be a walking, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have, you're, you're going to become someone just walking around with all nine gifts of the Spirit, waiting for God to use you in some form of fashion. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise.
So spiritual gifts, everybody say spiritual gifts. Tell your neighbor you need to get spiritual. Amen. And you know, I, I sit here and say, I know we live in a real world and, and you know, they're a real thing. But you know, I don't have to talk about all that. I really don't have to worry about making you so spiritual that you have no carnality. I really have no fear of that at all. I'm pretty sure you're going to have plenty of carnality. Me and you together, we're going to be perfectly fine in our carnality. All right, so spiritual gifts. The word here, uh, spiritual, of course, pertaining to the spirit. And then the, uh, another second meaning is that which is motivated and controlled through the spirit. So when Paul the apostle says that uh, we, need a, we need to learn about the spiritual gifts. He's saying we need to learn about the gifts that God has given to the church that he controls through his spirit. Now, this is another reason why when we come into the house of God, it is important that we touch God and that we get the power of God and the Spirit of God moving in our services because that's how the gifts of the Spirit begin to move. They don't move in carnality. The gifts of the Spirit doesn't work a bunch of, uh, amongst a bunch of people who are worshiping God with their mouth, but their mind is on whether they want uh, uh, a, a whopper from Burger King or a fish burger from McDonald's. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're worshiping with your mouth, but your heart's not there and your mind is not there. And so we have to conquer that. We, you know, somehow we've got to say, look, I'm here. I might as well get in the spirit. I'm here. I might as well worship Till I talk in tongues and touch God and begin to see the power of God move in, uh, in our midst. And so we're not going to have to conjure up the gifts of the Spirit. We're not going to have to try to manipulate the hand of God to get the gifts of the Spirit move. The only thing you and I have to do is get in the Spirit. If the church will get in the Spirit and, and let the power of God move in a glorious way, I want to tell you the gifts of the Spirit are just going to begin to rise. And God's going to move. It doesn't always have to be Monica and Taylor. It can be somebody else that God used in the gift of tongues and in the gift of interpretation. And God will move on you and use you. And then God, the gift of healing will arise and the dancing hand of God will come over here and touch Peter. And Peter will get up and God God will reveal to him and lay hands and a healing will take place. God wants the gifts of the Spirit to operate in the church. But if they're going to operate, they have to be controlled by the Spirit. And if they're going to be controlled by the Spirit, the church has to get in the Spirit. Now the gifts flow through the Spirit of Christ and not through the Spirit of man. If the Lord is present, then the gifts are going to be present with Him. Now, that kind of hurts a little bit. Because if the gifts are not operating amongst us the way the Word of God tells us He wants them to operate amongst us, we must not be bringing enough Christ into our services. And we're one of the better churches, by the way. Although, y'all, y'all, I, 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 is this Okay. I feel like I'm being rejected. But that's okay. It just takes me twice as long to get us where we need to go. But we'll get there. We'll just, we'll just stay with it. So when, 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 when God shows up, everything God is shows up with Him. 
So if this is the Spirit of Christ that comes into our midst, that abides inside of us, we begin to have church. When we bring Jesus Christ into our midst, His gifts show up with Him. The Lord never comes without bearing gifts. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse number 15, And he said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And by name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink of any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And so then after the Lord spoke these things unto them, he received up into heaven said on the right hand of God look at verse 20 and they went forth and did what did exactly what he said they preached everywhere watch this the Lord working with them and comforting the word how with signs following what happened when the men of God began to preach it wasn't them conjuring up gifts it was the Lord that began to work the gifts belong to Jesus. He can put them on whoever he wants to put them on. He can use whoever he wants to use. What you and I need to do is get the power of God in our services so that the gifts of the Spirit can operate. He said, go preach this. These signs are going to follow you. Because why? Because you are a believer. Then they went out, they began to preach, and then the Lord began to work with them and confirmed everything that they preached, and miracles began to happen. Everybody say they're spiritual. Paul said, that he wants to know him in Philippians 3 and 10. We know that that scripture. Oh, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of the suffering being made, being made conformable unto his death. Listen, if God is the one who controls the gifts, then we need, get, we need to get to know God. We need to get into this word and learn about Jesus. Learn about his character. And I, I'm not touching on this tonight, but one of the things that you and I need to understand is that the gifts work through love. They work through love. And when you follow Jesus Christ, he operated in love. I want to tell you, if, if we can get bitterness and envy and strife and vengeance and hatred and anger and, and all of these these things out of us and begin to love one another God will work through us he will work in this church he the gifts of the spirit will move we got to get rid of divisions and scissions and and all of that stuff and just start loving one another you do know we're all failures and mess ups you know that right you do know you're just a big mess up. You do understand that. So quit judging your brother and be thankful that God loves you. There's nobody in this room tonight that's not full of sin, faults, and failures, and ugliness. Jesus knows that. He loves us as we are. He does not condemn us for that. He forgives us of our sin. But he will not put up when we judge one another. He won't put up with it. And he won't move in our midst. And his gifts won't operate. 
He might operate in some church that don't know truth. You might find all kinds of miracles out there amongst these people that don't know him. But God don't treat us that way. He that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him it is sin. Once you begin to learn God like me and you know God, we got to abide by the, by the book. Yes, we do. Tell your neighbor you need to get spiritual. <clears throat> Paul said in, in Galatians 5 and 13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only not use liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Verse 14, for all of the law is fulfilled in one word. Look at this. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say, then walk in the Spirit. Everybody say, walk in the Spirit. That you fulfill not the lust of the flesh. It is not by coincidence that that's how Paul sums up with me and you backbiting one another and holding grudges against one another and getting our feelings hurt over one another and not fixing this and loving our brother. Paul finishes that up. What he's telling me and you is that you are walking in the, in the flesh. And until you learn to walk in the spirit, the power of God cannot work through you. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that ye would he says when you when you walk in this manner with division amongst you and and unforgiveness and and hurt and all of these things might be in you and bitterness or whatever it hinders the move of God the word of the Lord tells us that when these things exist amongst the brethren that God cannot do what he would do through you he cannot so tell your brother your sister you need to get spiritual Quit hanging on to your flesh. That's what you're doing. You're so wrapped up in your flesh. That's why these things bother you. You're more concerned about you than you are the kingdom of God. Galatians 6 and 8. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Everyone say the gifts are spiritual. Paul tells us in Romans 8 and 1, There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. Everybody say, but after the Spirit. If you have condemnation, God can't move through you. He can't work in you if you have condemnation on your heart. You've got, you got if there's sin in your life, you've got to repent of it. If there is something in your heart towards a brother and sister, you need to go get it right. I don't mean go tell them they're wrong. I mean go wash their feet. I don't care if they're wrong or not. You go wash their feet. You bless them. You love them. This is about you. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Biggest miracle for you and I is that we're actually going to make it to heaven. For the law of the spirit of life in, in Christ Jesus 
hath made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. You want the results of Christ upon this earth? You got to learn to walk in the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. What does that mean? That means if you're walking in the flesh, you're always worried about things of the flesh. You're always concerned about things of the flesh. Well, this need, that need, here, there, here, everywhere. You know, uh, old McDonald had a flesh. And, and you know, everywhere there is, there's a flesh. And, and that's what you're consumed with. Everywhere you go, it's flesh. If you walk in the flesh, you mind the things of the flesh. But Paul said if you walk in the Spirit, you mind the things of the Spirit. What is that means that means no matter what's going on in my life on this world in this earth in this flesh I'm always walking around who can I bless Lord is there somebody I can talk to you for you today God is there somebody I can pray for today what are you doing I'm walking in the spirit what happens when you walk in the spirit the gifts of the spirit can work through you word of knowledge the word of wisdom the gift of healing and the list goes on that God wants to work in you put your hands together and love God. problem is is me and you we are walking in the flesh. So we mind the things of the flesh. That's why we're so easily bothered by the things of the flesh. That's why we're so easily offended. That's why people can hurt our feelings. That's why we can worry so much about our finances and worry about what we're going to eat and worry when Jesus said, do I not feed the sparrows? Do I not take care of the flower in the valley? Are you not more important to them? Will I not take care of you? He said, worry not about those things. Seek first the kingdom of God. What is that? Walking in the spirit the kingdom of God means everything to me oh, everything's about God's kingdom it's not about me it's not about my kingdom it's about the kingdom of God and God said if you will walk in the spirit watch me if you will walk in the spirit I will bless your flesh that's what he said he said, if you'll stop worrying about the flesh and worry about my kingdom, I will add all of these things to you. All these things that you would normally crave after in the flesh, if you will walk in the Spirit, I'll add those things to you. All right. I'm one minute over. For to be carnally minded is death. Everybody say, you, look at your neighbor and say, you are dying. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Look at your neighbor and say, you look alive. Let them figure out which one's the truth. Because the carnal mind is enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If we're going to have the gifts of the Spirit operate in the church, we have got to get out of the flesh. We have got to walk more in the Spirit than we do in the flesh. We have got to feed the Spirit more than we feed human, our, our, our man, our humanity. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying truth through the Spirit to the unfeigned love of brothers. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Jude 1 and 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. I'm going to end right here. And so Paul the Apostle says, you want the spiritual gifts to work in, in you? Follow after charity. 
Seek love and God's gifts will work in you. Let's stand. So tonight, we start our journey on spiritual gifts. Tonight, we leave here today with this covenant before God. I am going to attempt every day to deny a little bit more of my flesh and give access a little bit more to my spirit. Don't try to do it all at once. You'll die. We need you. But every day, I'm asking, Lord, reveal something to me that I can deny so that I might open up to the Spirit so that in the months to come, I will slowly learn how to walk in the Spirit. And what do the words that when you walk in the Spirit, it, it brings life and peace. Why? Because when you're in the flesh, you worry about everything. No, no, Sister Alberta, we're going to let you walk in the flesh because you got that big old thing in your belly that's trying to come out. So we understand that. We'll walk in the Spirit for you. But we have, we have got to um, start paying attention and saying, okay, I'm going to begin to minimize this area. And if you'll do it slowly, one day you'll wake up. And you'll actually be walking in the Spirit. And God's going to start blowing your mind. You can't know where it came from. And He's going to speak to your heart. Oh. And it's going to be the most incredible thing you've ever experienced. And you're going to go, God, what is this? Well, you came up to my house. You're in the Spirit. You're walking with me. You're dwelling. Sorry, sis. I forgot my basket. Okay. That's pretty good, by the way. Five bucks. That's a lot of money. Oh, see, that's cornal. If I can believe God good enough, I'll look back down there in a minute, and it'll be $100. That's cornal. Pray to miss the point of Okay. Reach over. Touch your neighbor. We're going to pray together. This is our prayer tonight. I pray our ministry, we're, we're covenant before this church. We're doing this before this church. And we're, the ministry is going to covet before you that every day we're going to ask God to help us to deny a little more of our carnality and to walk in the Spirit. And you're going to covet with us, and we're together covenanting with God. Father, we come to you right now in this church. Lord, we want the gifts of the Spirit to operate amongst us. And God, the only way that can happen is we've got to walk in the Spirit. It's the only way it can flow. All the gifts operate in the spirit. They don't operate in the flesh. God, I'm asking you, we cover before you right now. Lord, that you begin to speak to our hearts and our minds. That we slowly start putting things aside. We deny our flesh. And we open up ourselves under the kingdom of God and the ways of God and the things of God. That we hear the voice of God. Lord, we want to be used by your spirit. Lord, we want the gifts of the Spirit to operate in our lives and to operate in the church. We want to become sensitive. Lord, we want to be sensitive to you. We love you. We praise you. We adore you. Help us. Father, remind us in the morning when we get up. Deal with us, God. Touch our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Help us to get anger out of our heart. Help us to get bitterness out of us, Lord. Vengeance out of us, oh God. Help us to love and forgive our brothers and sisters. Lord, we ask you in the wonderful name of Jesus. We need you. We want to walk in the Spirit. We want to walk in the Spirit. Everybody say, we want to walk in the Spirit. 
Say, Lord, we want to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give God praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Somebody praise Him with me right now. Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you. We need you, oh God. We need your touch, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to walk in the Spirit. Help us to learn to walk in the Spirit, God. It's our prayer, Lord. It's our prayer. It's our prayer. It's our prayer. Amen. It's not going to be easy, but we can do it. So this is our Wednesday night format. We're going to pray for 15 minutes in the altar. We're going to take your money, and then pastor's going to preach. And we're going to be done at 8 o'clock. It's 8.07, but that's close enough. I love you. God bless you. Go home. Put your kids to sleep. I want to see you next Wednesday. Don't miss next Wednesday. We're going to go. We're going to learn how to use the gifts of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen.